Asia Tech Podcast. Voice of the Asian Tech Ecosystem. Live from the Asia Tech Podcast Studio. Back again with me, Andy, and my co-host Sabir, hey and this guys. is the eSports Show Asia. And today we have a very special guest in guest in my heart, and his name is Prasad Paramajyoti. Prasad, welcome. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm I'm really glad you're here. <laughs> I I just don't know what to say because uh, I wanted to like put some titles like this guy is from here, from here, but I don't really know how to describe it because you've been a team captain for the Counter Strike team uh, Titans here mm-hmm. in Singapore. Uh, you've consulted and maybe you're you're part of Zoe now, mm-hmm. and I just don't know where to start. I just want you to tell them <laughs> the story. He's giddy, man. He's been so excited to right, be on the show. No, <laughs> I, I've been telling like these guys, like, hey, tomorrow is a big day. Nikhil, he came, and now you is like, this is my world. Counter Strike <laughs> is what I've been playing nice. since forever, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm just really excited. Uh, once again, thank you for coming. Let's talk about. Um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> Let's just start with um, how did you get started with Counter Strike? Because that's the major game we're gonna be talking about. Right. So I left Singapore when I was sixteen, due university. Um, did that sixteen to nineteen when I was over there. You know, first time living away from your parents. You want to do everything that's cool. <laughs> And uh, being an Asian kid in Singapore, um, I thought surfing was cool. Surfing. So, yes. Mm. So, start. I picked it up. Uh, right. Thought I was getting decent at it. Went out early in the morning one day. Uh, hit the waves. Not right. a good idea. Uh, hurt myself very, very badly. Ooh. Right. Ended up uh, being in bed for about six months. Um, at home, couldn't really do anything. Go anywhere. Started playing uh, computer games. Computer. I mean, before that, I played a little bit of Counter Strike. Uh, with my cousins in Singapore, yeah. you know, never took it seriously or anything like that, yeah. right? When there, started playing, and I was like, "Oh, this game is quite fun." I enjoyed the competitive aspect mm. of it. Came back to Singapore during holidays, hooked up some friends, and found out that you know I I wasn't too too bad at it. So started playing <laughs> with my friends on and off. Went back to university, did that as well. And when we came back to Singapore for a, for another holiday, um, we took part in a big tournament. And one of the big up-and-coming teams at that time, Grudgebringers, GBR. GBR. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they they actually wanted uh, my team captain at that time to join them. Right. Oh, wow. um, you know, and back then, you know, brotherhood and all of that. You know what? We'll <laughs> take all of you. So I, I got <laughs> wow. pulled in at the same time. <laughs> okay. I think once that happened, my passion for it really grew. And, you know, I wasn't the most talented or anything like that, but I enjoyed playing the game so much. So played a ton you know, worked my way through. Mm. I think I was in the fourth team, then the third team, and then right. the second team, and then made my way up. And, you know, I was telling you guys earlier, the only way I became team captain was because they literally went, all right, who wants to be team captain? <laughs> you, tall guy. And uh, that was it. <laughs> I love that's it. See, so. that's amazing. I mean, just so, how random can you get? Tall guy, <laughs> be the captain. And there you were captaining Team Titans, mm-hmm. and you went on uh, and become one of the best teams in Asia back then mm-hmm. in Counter Strike 1.6. I remember. Damn. Can I ask you, what was the greatest achievement for you when you were in Titans as a player? Let's see. See, one of the things that uh, my my teammates will tell you about me mm. is that I have a terrible memory. Um, but that that terrible <laughs> uh, memory is actually what's kept me playing for so long right. because I don't remember the wins and I don't remember the losses either. Mm. Uh, um, I just I just believe in the progress, you know, playing. grinding every day, yes. getting a little better, a little better, a little though. better. Yeah. Uh, but if I if I really had to pick, um, 
I think it was making that transition, mm. the, making the transition from 1.6 to source successfully right. is what I think is my team's greatest um, achievement because mm. we had this basic set of skills. You know, we didn't know this new version of the game mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. well. Um, but yet with the help of, you know, younger players, we were willing to humble ourselves and learn from them, mm -hmm. you know, pick up from these guys who had, you know, six months or eight months more of the game mm -hmm, than us. Mm -hmm. And we had no problems asking, hey, can you teach me this? How do you do that? How you do? That for me was probably when I knew that my team had that championship mindset because wow. all they wanted to do was learn and learn oh, and learn. Yeah. It didn't matter from who. So if you ask me greatest achievement, I, I think it'd be that. They, they humble themselves. Right, that's great, actually. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard to come by, you know, like teams sometimes or even players are so grounded in just, you know, them being the best or, mm -hmm. you know, you just kind of shut off. That's, that's yeah, great. Yeah, that's really great. And it's, it's especially not something that's easy to do to transition from 1.6 mm -hmm. to source. I didn't do it, but I know for sure that it's going to be hard because when I transitioned from 1.6 to global offensive, I sucked hard. <laughs> Like, I was owning people in 1.6 mm -hmm. at one point. But when I came, I, I was telling Lechel this, I, I, I transitioned to Counter-Strike Global Offensive. I tried the matchmaking. I got my rank. I was silver three. <laughs> Dude, I was competing with the best of the best of the Indonesian Counter-Strike. Yeah. I was playing with Team NXO. Mm. I was playing with and against them. Mm -hmm. But now I get this rank. I'm silver three. I'm nobody. <laughs> yeah. Right? But for you to be able to, you know, just tell yourselves that, we are not here positioning ourselves as the champions. We are here to learn this game and you, we want to master the game, right? That's really fresh to see because one of the things that I feel is lacking in the Asian scene especially is the, that humility and the ability to put yourself down there, you know, and, ex uh, and announcing to everyone that, hey, I suck, but I want to learn, Yeah. right? Because the, the people here are just toxic. I, I'm smiling because yeah. uh, it reminds me of the, the thing that I always used to tell my players back then mm. and even the, the new team that I was telling you yes. guys about. I think in every industry, not just gaming, the successful ones, you know, I think success leaves clues, right? And the yes. one thing that every one of them has in common is that they've got that perfect balance. And the balance mm. that I'm talking about is on one hand, they've got that arrogance, that cockiness, yes. I am the shit, I am so good at what I do. Yes. But on the other hand, they know if tomorrow they disappeared off the face of the planet, sure, some people might be sad, but it's not going to make a difference mm. in the grand scheme of things. You have to have that balance where you think you know, you're amazing, but you know at the same time that you're not. And if mm. you have that good balance, you're always going to try to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Yes, and yeah. that's not the easiest thing to do. So... How do you do that? Just, you know, for everyone listening, because yeah. I know people listening to this <clears throat> would be interested to get better at some mm -hmm. point, right? How do you incorporate that mindset to someone? I mean, you've been a captain, right? So yeah. you, you've had to do that hard work of incorporating mm -hmm. this thing to your players and future players, of course. Yeah. How do you do that, Prasad? Well, first of all, I'm going to give my dad a shout out here because <laughs> uh, he was a typical Asian parent. And right. I always remember he would send me to school in the morning and the one thing that I always remember him saying was, no matter how good you are, there's always going to be someone better. No matter how good you are, there's always going to be someone wow. better. And, you know, you will see a lot of people, a lot of these uh, gurus these days on Instagram or whatever. No, tell your children they can do whatever they want, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I'm actually glad my dad beat me down a little bit like that, yes. you know, kind of yeah. put that, look, kid, you're not special. Right. You're tall, you're not special. <laughs> um, Sounds like my I, dad. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I appreciated that a lot. And 
I think it's also it also helped that I wasn't the strongest player in the team technically. Mm. I had to spend so much time working on the strategy, on the PR, yes. the marketing, doing the interviews, trying mm. to get sponsorships, that I could never focus 100% on the technical aspects mm. of the game. And knowing I wasn't the best in the team made me want to work hard. Right Now when I, I look at you know younger players or new players and I want them to do the same thing, they have to remember, you're only as good as your last game. Mm. Mm. All the players that I've talked to and, you know, we'll sit down, we'll have a chat, we'll have a drink and they'll be like, oh man, you remember that tournament I played last week? I kicked his ass. I did that in that round and all of that. It always amazes me because I can't remember what I ate for breakfast <laughs> yesterday, but you can remember all this stuff, yes. that exact round, how much money you had, what happened in that exact action yes. moment. Forget all of that. You know, you have all the time in the world to look back at how, how well you did when mm. you are retired, mm. when you're done, when you've hung up your mouth. You've got all the time in the world. Tell your grandkids about it. When you're 70, you can look back. It'll, you know, internet never forgets, right? Yes. You have all that time. But for now, just make sure that you work on improving day by day. If you're not, if you're not better tomorrow than you were yesterday, I don't think you've got a lot to, to, be, to be proud about. Mm. And, and that, that's me. I, I, I just don't believe in celebrating you know all the wins and and all of that there's plenty of time for that later i i told you that back when i was playing i never let any of my players look at their post-match scores or <laughs> read their interviews and things like that simply for that reason it doesn't matter what people say about you you let that affect you that that's going to dictate that you let them control how you feel how you behave then i i just don't see how that makes you a champion i don't see how that makes you a winner and I, I constantly talk to my players on a daily basis, even now, as friends, as as the old guy in the team. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, back then in my day. <laughs> but they, they 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 know where I'm coming from, yes. um, and, and I appreciate that they take the time to listen as well. Well, that's see, I can I can yeah. see why tall guy was chosen to be captain. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm sure it wasn't just because you're tall person. No. I'm sure you talk to them, and and. I mean, you've shown just in the few minutes we've been talking uh, prior to this recording, you've shown that you've developed yourself in such a way that you've put yourself in a position where you are capable of imparting imparting this knowledge to younger people. And I think that's why you were chosen as captain, not just because you're tall. Mm. Now that's tough, you know. Like you said, mm. young people just aren't as willing to listen these days, yes. right? It's it's not mm. a two-way street sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So even opening the door is pretty hard. You I, do it. I agree. And, and I but I completely understand, you know, when I was a kid, I was the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to listen to people. I always thought I knew better. I I guess it's just whether or not you're lucky enough to realize it. Mm and make that change early enough, if you can, I think that's the big difference between success and failure. So mm. I, I was lucky, I was surrounded, you know that saying, uh, self-made man, mm. I don't believe in that. I think everybody stands on the shoulders of yes. giants. I think everybody, you gotta look back and yeah. how did I get here? True. I'm very respect, I, I respect very much the generation that came before me in yeah. Singapore Counter-Strike, uh, PWA, Purple mm. Wind Alternate. They were the first team to go to the CPL. They opened my eyes to, what professional gaming could be. Mm. I followed in their footsteps and went to CPL in Dallas. I went there, I fell in love with competing professionally there. I came back, I told my dad, I wanna be a professional video game player. Laughed it off, walked away. My mom was like, yes, you can be whatever you wanna <laughs> be. And you know, but nobody really believed in you at that time. But I was hooked because of the journey that these guys took before. Mm -hmm. 
I think these days no one's gonna you know remember me or the generations before mm. me, but that's fine. Which is exactly why I'm doing this new project yeah. uh, that I was talking to you about yes. earlier, Andy. Um, we don't even have a team name for it yet. Yeah, we're, just we're, do we, it. We might do Titans, we might not. Because okay. to me, Titans was in the past. What we wanted to do was we wanted to be a professional uh, team, hmm. make a living yes. off gaming. We've done that. That project is done. Right now, if you tell somebody you're a professional gamer, they'll be like, oh, interesting. Not that it's impossible. Yeah. Yes. You know, It's not like climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. It's yes. not the same thing. It's viable. Yeah. Exactly. So right now, it's it's a different project. It's about becoming the best right mm. and in order to do that we're going to take a bunch of guys here from singapore we're going to put them in poland mm-hmm. um you know great great european country yes. also very low cost of living <laughs> great internet have them practice with the best on a daily basis ah. have them train as professional athletes the way i wish i could have trained when i was a yes. player have them focus on only what they need to do uh, make sure their diet is on point i i've always believed uh, it's body first mm-hmm. then mind then spirit um Aside from all this esports stuff, I'm also very heavily involved uh, in the medical side of things. Right. And if you get your body running the right way, if your hormonal output is right, mm. um, your mind is going to be in the right place. You're mm. going to be able to focus when, when you want to and when you need to. And then you can take care of the spiritual side of things. And if all of that is in place and you're put in the right environment to practice, I think these guys can do amazing things. I think they can... For me, I always tell the guys, this: you guys are my legacy project. Because mm. I... I honestly, and this is probably the first time I'm going to say this to anybody out loud, I I always felt very bad with the way I left um, Singapore Counter-Strike. We were the best in Southeast Asia, at least. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the best in Asia. But when we left and we stopped playing, we didn't pass it on to anybody Mm -hmm. else. We we didn't teach anybody anything. We didn't, you know, we we were a little elitist. I will be the first to admit that because we were so focused on ourselves. And right now I'm hoping this project is going to change that. I daily, I'm like, guys, you know, everything that we're doing 10 years from now, if I'm not around, you guys got to be doing the same <laughs> stuff. And they understand it, which is also why the players, they're not just players. Yes. Once they complete their contracts with us, which is about three years, they're going to be part owners of the team as well. Oh, right. I want them to carry on, to nice. teach the next generation, wow. push it, have their own legacy. You know, um, right now, three of the players that we have, uh, Insanity, Moxie, mm. and Tommy, um, Daryl, uh, Insanity, you yes. know, he's he's an old 1.6 player, yes. has been to China to play. He's coaching for a Thai team right now right. as we speak. He's coming back later this month. Uh, Moxie and, and Tommy both used to play for Boot Dreamscape. Mm-hmm. They left Boot Dreamscape to come and play for this right. project, which I'm very grateful for, very thankful to them. And we're going to be announcing the last two players soon. Right. But all of them have that same championship mindset that I was talking to you guys about mm-hmm. earlier, the whole, like, I'll humble myself, I'll listen other people might hear what I'm saying. They're like, no, nah, they're not like that. But again, it's about the environment that you put yes. them in. Put them in the right environment, and I think everybody will um, will react the right way. And the right leadership, man. Yes. <laughs> See, that? oh my goodness, there's so much to talk about here. So let's just take a step back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you felt responsibility to ensure there's a continuum mm-hmm. to the Counter-Strike scene, at least here in Asia. Yeah. So then you took the steps to actually initiate this project, mm-hmm. right? But... Before we even talk about that, you mentioned you 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 told your dad yep. that you wanted to become a professional gamer, and then your mom also remarked on that. Yeah. How did that process go? Because this is a struggle that every player in the world uh, faces, mm-hmm. but it is especially amplified here in Asia with uh, traditional parents and 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 uh, uh, 
people who aren't really sure what esports really is, right? Right. So maybe you can share with us how that journey was and what you did to convince them in the end. Right. Uh, <laughs> results. Uh, for me, mm. I was very single-minded in my approach. Mm. Um, I was lucky, I guess. I was born with that kind of a personality. Mm. And I think, you know, now that I'm older, I can put it into words a little better. There's no such thing as discipline. Mm. Discipline is a complete myth. Uh, there is only love and routine. It's how much you love something. Do you love this more than you love that? Say you want to go to the gym versus sitting on the couch. Which do you love more? You love sitting on the couch more. Mm. That's why you love because it's comfortable, it's nice. However, if the mind was rewired and you could constantly think about why you are going to the gym, what you're going to get out from it and constantly have that goal in your mind, you would very likely get your ass off and go to the gym because mm. I'm pretty sure you love looking good versus mm. sitting on the couch. For me, I loved competing and I didn't need to think about it because I simply loved it. And I nothing stopped me from doing it. There was nothing else. I very first girlfriend I had, um, <laughs> this, is, this is when I was uh, in Australia and we were having a bit of a long distance thing. I called her up and said, hey, we need to talk when I'm back. Mm. I flew back. I was coming back the next day. We met up and I said, I'm going to break up with you, not because anything's <laughs> bad, but because I know I need all this time to focus on training. Mm. I wasn't wow. even in a professional team at that time. Don't get me wrong. God, she was gorgeous. But <laughs> I'm saying this is more important to me. I love competing more than I love you at that time. I was 17 years old. Mm. What, what did I know about love? Mm. And I could identify with that. Mm. And so to... To, to, to put it very simply, all I did was focus on competing. Everything else just fell into place. Mm -hmm. What could I do to get better at competing? What could I do to get better as a player? And that just kept pouring in. And then my team, we started to win tournaments. We started appearing on newspapers. We got sponsorships. And my dad, you know, he would give that silent Asian parent acknowledgement. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, like that was it. Like, <laughs> or like, okay, these days it's a lot different. He sees anything esports with WhatsApp. You know, which I know yes. everybody out there can can relate to. Your parents just sending you shit yes. all the time. So uh, he does that. He'll send me something related to esports, mm. and you know, it's don't don't do something because you're trying to win somebody's um, respect approval. or approval. None of that. Just do it because you love mm. it. If you love it, you're not going to find excuses. You don't need the pat on the back. You don't need the medals. You don't need the trophies. Yes. And if you do it that way, when you have all the medals, when you have all the money. Man, the next guy that's trying to reach up to you, he is going to have the most gargantuan task ahead of him mm. because nobody can no, nobody can tell you that they love something more than you love something. Mm. That's just immeasurable. So my advice to anybody out there is, first of all, really great book. It's called The One Thing. Buy it, read thing. it. Uh, I, I forgot my the dad, author. My dad told me to read that. Yeah, it's a great, great, yeah. fantastic book because it teaches you to focus on one thing at right. one time. Just do that one thing. Even right now when, you know, sometimes I sit in on some team's practices and I mm. listen into what they're doing, try to do seven different things mm. in one practice session. Or they'll try to work on this flash, that smoke, this movement, that running pattern, uh, you know, special boosts or strategies all in one session. How, how do you get good at, at so many things? Can you ride a bicycle, brush your teeth, make a phone call all at the same time? <laughs> you can't do that. Even if you could, you wouldn't do any one of those things yes. that well. Very, very well said. So... You know, you mentioned you were you were in Australia at the time, and this was before you even thought about going pro. Mm -hmm. 
and you highlighted the fact that it's you know in your in your mind it's body mind and then spirit mm-hmm. what what did you kind of do either in your day to day aspect or you know just right. long term to kind of adhere to those things that you'd set out you know back then we i didn't know very much right internet yes but there wasn't that much information out there uh, but we, we knew simple things like uh, before tournaments eating carbs that got us sleepy we cut that out we would go to tournaments with protein bars right and this is back when we were all still kids but we just yeah. knew what what worked what worked for us um sleep schedules you know mm-hmm. we we knew that we used to, we used to play really late at night and then sleep but when you go to tournaments you end up having to wake yes. up at 8 a.m and go to tournaments so we would enforce strict sleep schedules we would enforce no screen time i mean we just knew inherently that staring up and staring at you know nowadays everybody's all oh, blue light that's why yes. you can't yeah. sleep we knew that you know back then and we would cut it out before going to a tournament even though this this probably wasn't the the best thing have a quick shot of something mm. in the middle of the night <laughs> knock you out i mean now i know it's not the best idea but <laughs> in our minds right placebo effect if we're knocked out we're getting good rest yeah. so we would do things like that just mm. to make sure that the next day we would be fresher than our opponents right. we would do simple things like uh when we got to arena and i have to thank my manager ruben for for all these suggestions when we got to a tournament we would never ever go up to the venue on our own say we were competing at suntex city we would never go up to the venue on our own the rule was everybody meets at the lobby we walk in together we go to the toilet together we go everywhere together wow. and we saw this with mibr back in the day yes. as well they were like tight and this is when they were world champions mm. every you would look at that team and you'd be like man those guys are in sync you know it's the same thing for us whenever we go when people see us they see the team damn that right there is half the battle won because you're terrified of us when we're walking in already yes. at least that's what we thought we didn't care again placebo effect yes. what we think is what matters yeah. so we never let anybody else dictate stuff and that you know we took care of the bodies we got the sleep done mm-hmm. mind fell in place we were super confident all the time and spiritually you know i think getting people in the right mindset is super important let mm-hmm. me give you an example of this 2005 right before the world cyber games here in singapore right we had a big game against korea and korea being uh you know a esports powerhouse we were all a little bit nervous about it because mm-hmm. we'd be playing on home ground right we yes. didn't we didn't want to yeah. lose yes uh we watched i believe this was the liverpool versus ac milan champions league final oh, documentary wow. documentary, documentary. And uh, you know Liverpool being three nil down <coughs> yeah, and came yes. out, and uh, one of the takeaways from that was is uh, the game is only over when it's over. Don't get all excited during halftime. Do up your hair like the AC Milan boys did. Don't come out <laughs> kissing the trophy. Don't think you've got one hand on it. You don't. Um, and so we took their comeback very personally. A lot of us were football fans, so we could really relate, and that spiritually calmed us down. We lost the first three rounds. Mm. against Korea. We never lost a round after that. We finished the entire 30 rounds, we completely smashed them. And I think the the night before the way we came back, mm-hmm. the, I mean the what we watched that helped us a lot. So Damn. body, mind, spirit. spirit. I, I think that's very important. These days though, for the kids it's like I'm going to kill this guy, I'm going to do that. Yes, I'm amazing. Um, they don't they don't focus on the on the base, on, yes. on the groundwork. Mm. I'm a huge believer in the whole uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly Pareto principle yes. where 20% of what you do equals 80% of yeah, your results. results but 20% that's your base yeah if they and we've got some talented guys here in yes. Singapore don't get me wrong like if they focus on that 20% cut out all the weekend crap 
drinking, mm, all, yeah. smoking, all that stuff. If they cut that out and focus on the right things, wow, we, we would not even be having a debate right now yes. on who's you know, the best in Southeast Asia. We, we, I, I, think, I think we have such an advantage here in Singapore. Great internet. Yes. Uh, we get to travel very quickly, Easily. meet each other, play mm-hmm. on land. Um, we need those. We, we have those things. We should take advantage yeah. of it. Yeah, true. that's exactly true. And the, all the things you talk about are really am- amazing and mesmerizing to hear. And I think it's true. But that's the problem we have now, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. players nowadays, they don't, they don't find it in them to care enough about this small yet uh, essential stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, when we were practicing, I-, I used to play for a team here in Singapore. We, when we were practicing, we were constantly distracted. Mm-hmm. We are not focused on the things that we want to improve. And when we tried to improve one thing, we're going to get distracted on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. In the end, we didn't improve at all. And that's why uh, it explains the minimal results, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do we get these youngsters to adopt that mindset? Because that's what we need, mm-hmm. right? The, the the players, like you mentioned, the raw talent is there. Mm-hmm. And I can see people playing really good at matchmakings or face it. But, you know, when it, when it comes to becoming a team that is formidable, it takes a whole nother level of commitment. Mm-hmm. And with all the things you've mentioned. So, again, how, how do we get these individuals to start adopting a mindset like that? I think the most, well, the most effective way of doing it would be mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the successful CSGO teams of today, they all have... Uh, very experienced players or coaches or someone in the organization that has actually done, been there, done that, won something at the highest level. The ones that have not, the ones that have the uh, celebrity sponsorships or the money poured in, guys who are just like, I'll hire you, you be the coach, I'll hire you, you be the manager, let's put this all together. Mm. They never achieve any success. Even if they do, it's very short-lived. But the ones like, say, Fnatic or Astralis, guys who have people like Patrick and Zonic, these guys who have been there, been at the highest level, trailblazers, they know how to keep the teams in line. They know how to continue the success. Mm. Best thing would be to find mentorship. But if you can't, if you can't, if you're going to be the guy at home without a team or with a team, my only advice is this. Practice the way you're going to compete. If you're going to go to practice, you're going to be wearing jeans and all that kind of stuff, do it at home. Wear it at home. Turn on the AC. Dress the way you're going to practice. It was a rule for every training that we had that you had to dress the way we dress for practice. Wow. If there's going to be additional noise, turn up the radio. Put on some sound. We used to have sound going through our headphones when we practice, mm. just so that, you know, back then there was no such thing as noise canceling headsets or whatever. Okay? <laughs> stuff was noisy. So yes. we would include that in there so that our comms were very quick, very um, precise, mm-hmm. and we could deal with the additional noise that was coming in. Smart. Give yourself every disadvantage you can possibly have because that's what's going to happen in a tournament. Right. Don't go, oh, that will never happen. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> because it will. Yes. <laughs> that, that kind of a mentality. Yes. As long as you have that, I, I think players in yes. Singapore will do very, very well. So I'm starting to understand a little bit more about you know why your team in particular kind of saw that success because, again, you know, you guys paid attention to a lot of details and mm-hmm. a lot of like different scenarios that were, I think, futuristic for your time yes. or for other teams at your time, at least, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you see teams now, 
investing heavily in like mental coaches, physical coaches, trying to take care of their, you know, mind, mm. body, spirit. Uh, you see a lot of teams now like taking like part in drills that mm. may happen or may not happen. Mm. And again, I'm speaking from experience on MOBAs, yep. right? I don't know much about Counter-Strike, but that's what it sounds like to yes. me. It sounds like you guys were ahead of your time, uh, not just in Asia, but just, you know, in the game as well. Mm -hmm. And then you did really well on the yeah. back of it. So what happened? Why did you guys hang up? I think it was that, that, that transition, that whole 1.6 to CSGO transition. Oh, it was CSGO. Yeah, CSGO. Mm -hmm. um, it was also, you know, a time where everyone was at that stage and we we're like, all right, we're at this stage in our lives where we want to move on and do other things. We mm. had teammates that needed to take over family businesses. We had guys that wanted to go back to school. Mm. You know, they sacrificed a lot during their playing days and, and they wanted to move on. And I will say this, I'm very proud of this. Every single player um, that I played with professionally has gone on to be extremely successful outside of gaming. A lot of them are business owners. Uh, they do amazing startups. Mm. They've taken the family businesses and, and made it great. I'm very proud of that. And I think a huge reason why they're able to do this is because they learned the one thing, the most crucial thing that you would learn from esports. When I say esports, I mean actual esports, professional esports. <laughs> they learned to problem solve. Mm. Round after round, learning how to, all right, there's a problem, I need to fix it. There's mm. this problem, I need to fix that. How can we do it as a team? They learned to problem solve and they learned to do it as a team and they were able to transfer that into a day-to-day. I miss these guys. I haven't seen a lot of them in a long time, um, but you know, I'm 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 very glad mm. that you know, we we're all part of that same journey and that we've all managed to translate that to, to some level of success outside of mm. esports. Right. Wow! And you're transitioning again right now, right? Because you 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 mentioned the team. Mm -hmm. uh, can we talk a little bit more about that, like the structure, mm -hmm. when you're gonna go, or even how you came how you across came. Yeah. the idea? Like, how did you even come up with the idea? I I think it's always been that. You know, if I could do it over again, mm. if I could do it over mm. again, how would I do it? Yeah, because you, 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 now you have the advantage of hindsight. Mm -hmm. You knew what you were doing and now you saw what was missing. Mm -hmm. And now you want to give this chance to those newer players yep. so that they can perform in the best environment they can. Yeah. Right. Um, I think my time with Zowie has heavily influenced my view on the team. Mm. Zowie, in my mind, is the only professional esports company in the world. They care about the products and the players. That's it. They don't do the marketing crap or anything mm -hmm. like that. They so don't need to. What, what does Zowie do? Zowie makes professional esports equipment. Mm -hmm. If you go to the About Us, I think I helped write that together with somebody <laughs> else. Um, that's all it is. Uh, the founder, who is, I would say, a mentor of mine. I have a mm -hmm. huge amount of respect for mm -hmm. him. I learn something every time we have a conversation, which is why I love talking to him. Um, he... He was very clear about what Zowie is. And when I heard that, I was like, yes, I want to come in and, and work with you guys. I wanted to learn. It wasn't, to do the, it wasn't for the money or anything like that. It was because I wanted to learn mm. from somebody that I think created an industry, created the professional, well, peripheral, professional peripheral industry. And so, you know, con continuing to work with them, it, it's kept me learning that at the end of the day, don't worry about all the fluff. Don't worry about the Instagram life, the social media. Have a real product, brand value. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the most important yeah. thing. And that's what we want to do with this team. Yes. The most important thing is this team wins. That's it. I, I don't care about anything else. I'm not going to have some um, headquarters mm. with uh, a walkthrough <laughs> or show off my staff or have a 
you know, yeah. sponsorship from this or that. I don't need any of that. Yeah. We don't need any of that. What these players need is the right environment to mm. practice. They should not be worrying about making a living. They should not be worrying about um, food and meals. Yes. They should not be worrying about, um, you know, what should I do at the gym? They should not be worrying about any of that. And we will take care of that for them. They just need to problem solve, grind. And we, you know, back when we were in Titans, before we got into a game, mm -hmm. you know, put your hands together. And mm -hmm. we would always shout perfection. What we actually meant was progress to perfection. Mm. Strangely enough, that's Zowie's uh, uh, slogan, strive for perfection. Oh. For us, all we want to do is progress, daily progress. If we're progressing, we're doing it. Even if when, when we hang up our mice mm -hmm. and we're not world champions, if we are progressing on a day-to-day -day basis at the end of the three years, if we are markedly better than we are right now, I consider that a success. Mm -hmm. And we want future generations of players to say, hey, I want to go sign for that club because they're doing things the right way. Just like Barcelona has a great uh, youth academy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Manchester United had a great manager who had a certain way of doing things. Mm -hmm. I think we have these things. I'm not talking about me as a great manager, <laughs> but I think we have everything in place for these guys to succeed. And now it's up to them. I always tell them, you guys are the 80%. I'm the 20%. Us in the backroom staff, we're the 20%. And we will give it our all to make sure that you guys succeed. And when you guys are done, you will write your own histories. You will write your own legacy. But I want whatever I've learned to be passed on. And I think we found the right guys um, wow. to do See, this with. You're, you're talking about like building a dynasty now, right? Mm -hmm. Again, you're, you're, you've got that forward-thinking mindset mm -hmm. of not, you know not being stuck in what you're doing right now and just focusing on what you're trying to build rather mm -hmm. in the future. And that's something I feel that a lot of team owners or uh, just a lot of teams in general lack sometimes. Mm. You know, you you get uh, actually a lot of toxicity towards the fact that um, player turnovers are so high mm -hmm. and player careers don't span as long or players just aren't looked well after and, you know, they grind, grind, grind and then burn out, you know? I think this is going to be a very unpopular opinion, especially mm. from all the people trying to get into esports, but it's simply because they do not understand what they're investing in. Mm. Um, Warren Buffett, right? Just invest in what you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, I know Counter-Strike. I could have picked up a, a cheaper team, like yeah. I could have done a FIFA, FIFA or like yeah. fighting games or something, but I understand Counter-Strike and... That's why I want to build. I've told the guys, if we ever do pick up a different game, it will be 18 months from now, minimum, because this is the priority. This is what I know how to do. Yeah. If I wanted to do another game, then I would need to find somebody else that I trusted mm -hmm. enough to to help me manage that because I, I'm not going to pretend like I know Dota 2. Right. I, I play fighting games. I play a little bit of League. Doesn't mean I understand it. Mm -hmm. I can watch it. I can appreciate it. Doesn't mean I know how to invest in it, how to run the team. Yeah. I think that's, I'm glad you touched on that because I think that's a, a huge thing in esports yes. these days. Everybody coming in, everybody's got the money. They're like, ooh, esports is big. I can get the advertising dollars. I can get the revenue. This is the honest truth about the esports industry. There is only one tournament organizer currently in the world and i'm talking major organizer that's making any money at all everybody else is operating at a deficit mm -hmm. and they just say hey we're in the brand building phase it's normal like in every other industry mm. yes it is true because like in every other industry you're gonna have that bubble burst yes. and a lot of people are gonna lose their money because they don't know what they're investing in everybody's so oh it's so easy to make money as a streamer or this or that 
there's nothing easy in this world. Yeah. Talk no. to any successful streamer and they'll tell you how painful it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, Ninja turns yeah. off his stream for what, like one or two days and bam, you know, yes. 50,000 less followers. Or yes. something. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. You know, we uh, at Zawi, we have this initiative called Divina. Divina. It's actually, I think, in my career, one of the proudest things I've ever done. It's an initiative <coughs> for female esports. Mm. Um, we want, we, I mean, it's it's playing playing computer games. Yes. There shouldn't be a differentiation Divide, between yes. yeah. men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, there is. You go to tournaments, you see the guys up playing on stage, the girls are playing in the mm-hmm. back, um, you know, on, on bad monitors, near the garage doors yes. and things like that. That shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Um, but we want to provide them with a platform to help them reach out to the world and say, hey, look, I can be as good as a guy or I am as good as a guy or better. Mm. Um, I honestly think there are some female players that are yes. much better than the Even professional. Even in Counter-Strike. Yes, I've absolutely. I've seen yeah. a lot of female gamers who just pawned me. This is something that really hits home for me, right? Because, mm. um, and not just for me right now, but also like personally. I always, I had a sister who was seven years younger and uh, this, this sister of mine would literally never like leave my side. She would never <laughs> let me be alone. So, <laughs> Whenever I was playing the PlayStation or Guitar Hero, watching TV, she would always be there. And she literally like just took on my personality. Mm. Then she started playing games because I started playing games, mm. right? And she was literally one of the only kids who played games. Mm. And I remember when she had just turned like 15 or 16 or something um, and I was at university, she called me up one day and she was like bursting with excitement because she'd been going over to like friends' houses and there'd be girls and guys and they'd all be playing but never once would a girl play. And she played FIFA with them and kicked their asses (laughs) because she used to play FIFA with me. Yes. And she was just like, oh my God, like I got to play with them. I was like, why are you so happy you got to play with them? I knew you could have kicked their asses like from playing with (laughs) you, you know? And it's it's crazy because this is an industry, right? Gaming Mm -hmm. is an industry where the normal disparity between men and women in terms of numbers doesn't exist. I, I remember reading Newsu data a week or two ago that suggested that like 42, 43% of gamers are female. Are female. Yeah. And that's actually pretty, you know. It's even. pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yet we don't see any girl gaming major competition. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't understand it for the simple fact that, okay, maybe in traditional sports, this might be an unpopular opinion, but maybe in traditional sports we can, I can understand the, um, the argument that you know, the physicality of the yes. sport limits the that enjoyment and excitement sure. that you can get in a male versus, versus female, female yes. mm-hmm. you know, league. But with esports, you're taking the physicality yes. completely out of mm-hmm. it, right? Absolutely. It's different. It's about reaction times, yes. it's about brain power. And I mean, girls are equally as capable mm-hmm. as guys with that respect. There's just yeah. No platform and to do it. I, I always talk about culture being a part of why we can't mm. bring esports forward as fast as we would love to. But this is even amplified for female because for guys, we often get a leeway in terms of doing whatever we want, mm-hmm. right? Like you mentioned, we just do what we like. Mm-hmm. I played games. I proved to my parents that I do well in these games. And now they're thinking, okay, I think you can do this. Mm-hmm. But imagine a girl doing that. A female gamer saying to their parents, I want to do whatever I want. It's a bit harder for them or yeah. a lot harder. Oh, yeah. For them. It's it's very unfortunate. And yes. it's even more evident here in Asia. Yes. Uh, where, you know, it's still very traditional views on women. That's what Davina is about. We're, we're trying to just, mm. we're not saying we're changing the world or anything like that. We're, we're just providing a platform yes. for these gamers to come. Hey, show us what you got. And we did this um, recently in Shanghai. Uh, we did it for PUBG. 
this year we're going to nice. be doing it for CSGO. Nice. Uh, and, I'd you know, love I'm, to see that. I'm nice. super so excited as well. Is it just a tournament? Or? So Divina itself, uh, it's two, two different sides of it. One is the tournament, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then we also have um, a Divina product line. Now, these are not products meant for women. Right. They're not. They're just to raise awareness. So you've got a lot of professional players out there that you'll see rocking the pink and blue Zowie mice that we have. Yes. And that's in support of female esports. e-sports. Nice. We wanted it to be, we wanted to show people how serious we were. And the mm. first new Zowie mouse design that came out, I think in the past five or six years, was released right now only in these Davina colors. Right. And we wanted people to, to understand that, hey, look, this is not a, a, a female series. That's not what it's about. We're not here to make money. If we were, we'd throw it up on Amazon, sell it like crazy. It's not yeah. available on Amazon. It's only available through partners who we felt understood what we were trying mm. to do. And so we're very careful about who we partner with because the message is the most important nice. thing. We're here to try to provide a platform for women to compete. Do your thing. You guys are just as good as the guys. You know it. We know it. Time to let the rest of the world know it as well. So I, I'm very, very proud about that. The the guys uh, in Zowie, the core group, um, two of them, uh, one one, re- one was one became a father a year ago, mm. daughter. Wow. Another one, his wife is expecting, also daughter. <laughs> daughter so wow. you know, very personally invested yes. everybody. Um, and and I, I hope people out there realize that you know you can be a kid today, twenty years from now you might be a dad, you might have a daughter as well. Mm. You want to start laying that that foundation, ground foundation yeah. for mm, your absolutely. daughter if she decides, hey, I, dad, I want to be a professional gamer yes. or a streamer or a coach or whatever that you helped create this environment for them. You can be proud of that, right? Yeah. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, he, he's a guy I follow a little bit and he put up a post <laughs> recently where he said, you know, careful of what you say online. Your grandkids are going to judge you one day on the stuff <laughs> yes. that you put up. So watch your social media posts, watch your language. The internet never forgets, my friends. Yes. So. Wow, that forgets. is amazing. And I think you hit the point right there where there's no division and there shouldn't be. Mm. And now... In effect, we are laying the foundation already. And I'm just here to thank you, like, because you've been building this foundation, not just for the females, not just for the Counter-Strike scene. This is to the benefit of all that is esports. Because now we are able to have that control as opposed to previously where we're still reliant on the bigger companies to, you know, give us something, right? But now we have the control to do that and we are already doing it and that's where that's what our interest is right so that for the future generations when they think they wake up one day thinking i think i want to be professional gamers they don't have to convince people mm-hmm. that they want to do this and they don't have to go through the struggles we did and that is part of the reason why we started the show in the first place mm-hmm. because we want to bring people like you into the spotlight and showcase that there are people who care enough to do something yeah. about this. And from all facets of, you know, yes. the whole esports mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you would you guys agree that, okay, maybe um, all these brands and companies, all of the billions of dollars going in is helping the growth of esports, but to actually help the um, development mm. of the industry, like the actual infrastructure, it's more so the community and the yes. people that actually take part yes. in it than the money and the companies. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I'm getting when I see people like you, you know, yeah. like your experience brought you to where you are, where you're trying to make a positive impact on the development of the industry going yes. forward. 
Same we see with like Alan, yes. uh, Frank, you know, all, all these guys that have been on the show. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing we really wanted to highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think everybody that is in the esports industry, um, there is that passion, that love that I'm talking about. Yes. Sure, there's a profit to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's jobs for some people. But I think at the end of the day, if you start from the right place and you never forget why you started doing this, then we're all going to be better off for it. You you thanked me earlier for, for doing this on behalf of everybody, my teammates in the past and everybody that I work with now and everyone in the industry that has their heart in the right place. I will accept that. Thank you. But it is, God, like a ton of people. I I can tell you that the people that most deserve the thanks are people that we have never heard of in our lives. Yes. The guys in the background who yes. quietly, silently do their work and yep. are really just propping everything up. Without them, there would would not be this yep. industry. The The people that you, you hear about, the, like again, the Instagram, the social media, oh, we did this, we did that, all the likes, all the followers, that's, that's so fake. Mm. Um, everyone has heard it before. I'm here to say it again. That's not real. Yes. It's, uh, it's like any other industry. The hard work yes. goes unnoticed. Um, but those those people are out there. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's why we are just uh, trying to get everybody we can uh, get our hands on to this show so that they can tell the story like what you did. I, I think this is really cool what you guys hey, are doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And, and thank you for stepping up because as one of the first few guests, uh, you helped us get this ball rolling. Yeah, true. So we really appreciate it. Of course. My pleasure. Right. You guys wanted to bring up something. Yes, on the, let's on the computer, get some fun. Remember, yes. you mentioned it. What what are we looking at here? Okay, so explain it to all me. Right, so in game name Striker X is Prasad's uh, uh, Counter Strike tag. Oh, Striker okay. X is his nickname, and I just want to see if you have some footage on oh, YouTube. Let's see, let's see if your memory. Back, back, <laughs> yes. in, back, in, back in the day, I think there was like maybe one one video. Right. You scroll down. So, yeah. You, yeah. I don't know where it was. Uh, uh, maybe you can write Striker X Counter Strike. Mm. Yes, I like your name more than Nikhil's. Tiramisu. Yeah, Nick. Let's let's get right versus Titans. No, we don't want to see get right pawning you guys. I think it was versus Fnatic. Damn! Wow. So you were against Fnatic back then? I think yeah. We I we got to yeah. I think that one. Yes, we, we got to play against fanatic. them quite a few times, right. and we would take one or two maps off them. Right. And for us back then, it was a big deal. Mm. But we also <laughs> knew very quickly it didn't matter because you can take maps off. What you need to do is win the series yes. and, and go through. All right, so this is Striker X playing on the Inferno. Uh, good spray, man. <laughs> so do you remember like you watching this? You mentioned you had a you have a bad memory, but do you remember this moment? I I actually don't. I right. I, I remember when I see stuff like this. I remember the map. I remember uh, the hours you put into practicing, right. and I'll be like, oh, I could have thrown that. I could have done this <laughs> as as opposed to. So again, you're in that captain mindset, <laughs> trying to improve constantly. What can I do better? What can I do better? Last uh, yeah, like last night, you know, I'm playing with these guys. They're obviously heaps better than me. They're they're <laughs> crazy good. But, you know, I'll die early. I'll be watching them play. And there's always something to pick up. You're always mm. like, ah, that's how they do it now. Players of today, they love talking about this is the meta. Yes. This is the new meta. I mean, I'm sure in MMOs and yeah. MOBAs, yes. you know, th- there's all of that. And yes, I agree. It's important to, to keep up with the metas. But only if you have the basics mm. can you get out of the meta, know how to change, yes. know how to fix. You got to yeah. know where this came from. Yes. Why did this meta evolve? Not just because they changed some stuff yeah. with, the, with the guns or whatever. It's because... People have been seeing it for so long. 
you have something new. And just like with everything in the world, it's a, it's a big cycle yes. where everything comes back eventually. Stuff that you saw at the start of CSGO is going to come back maybe yep. next yes. year or the year after. Exactly. But you, ne you need to have seen it before to quickly recognize yes. it. Yeah. That's the difference between winning that tournament where someone pulls it out for the first time. So that that whole like it's it's the new meta thing. People feel need to don't, just yeah, focus yeah. on the basics. Don't, yeah. don't be a slave to the meta. Man. Exactly. <laughs> I, I always believe this that people always say. Uh, I always ask people, what does professional mean? Like people will think, okay, you get paid for it, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you're talking about a professional gamer, I always think it this way: you become a professional when you've mastered all the basics that you don't have to think about doing them. Mm. So I always believe in that as well. Like you have to know the rules before you can break them. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I think people should start realizing that if you want to get good, just get the basics over. Yeah. Right. Once you know the basics, then you can do stuff on top of that mm -hmm. that would distinguish you from the average player. Sure. Absolutely. So that's really great. Absolutely. All right. So, okay, let me let me just touch upon uh, uh, your, your, your personal journey a bit. Like mm -hmm. you travel a lot to... Taiwan and US mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. Zoe, right? Yeah. You you told me a story earlier about getting this right. stint. So <laughs> maybe you can share it with everyone else. <laughs> so at that time, um, we were I was actually starting up my team again for fun. This right. is this is more for fun. Okay. Uh, and this is with some of the Bovines guys, Bovines and, guys and things like that. And I reached out um, to the founder of Zowie. He actually used to sponsor my team mm. uh, when we were playing. When I say sponsor, used to support us with products and things like that. Right. Great guy. Um, so I wanted to buy some Zowie monitors and products from him <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> find it anywhere online. Uh, it just so happened at around that time, BenQ uh, was in the process of buying over Zowie. Mm. They wanted to acquire them to be their esports arm. I call him up. I mean, I message him, and he's like, "I was like, how can I buy this? I want to buy this, 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 this." Right. this. He's like. Oh, this is the stuff you want? Don't worry about it. I'm going to send it to you. Oof. And so he sends it over to me. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it. Tell me what your players think, all that kind of stuff. I was like, wow. great. I appreciate that. We start talking a little bit more. He's like, hey, do you want to come to Taiwan to watch this Counter-Strike tournament? <laughs> and I'm like, really? You're going to pay for me to pay come to Taiwan? Pay for you to watch yeah, Counter-Strike? Counter -Strike? I was like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I go over there a little gullible, a little naive. This is three years ago right. um, before I'd seen the other side of the esports industry. Mm. Um, we watch and uh, he starts talking to me about you know, how I'd love to, how, how I'd like to come and um, do stuff with, with Zowie. You know, help them with the expansions and things like that. It helped that I spoke Mandarin since most mm. of the team does that. Uh, I still remember we went to KFC. Uh, <laughs> they put me right in the center, and I was just flanked by a bunch of guys from BenQ. Wow. And they started asking me questions. These are not esports people. They just started asking me questions about esports because they were trying to figure out how to they sell, yeah, sell yeah. Uh, Zowie in their regions, yes. their respective regions. Mm. Started asking me questions. I was just answering it. It was the first time, like, uh, I, I'm particular about what I eat, so I hadn't eaten KFC in, I think, a good seven, eight years. So I'm sitting what? there, I'm looking at the chicken <laughs> in front of me, I'm like... <laughs> and you couldn't enjoy it <laughs> yes oh so good so uh, good yeah but uh, you know we finished that and then uh, Vincent uh, founder of Zowie and uh, Andrea um, my boss uh, she they went to Starbucks and you know they said look you know we can't offer you a ton of money or anything like that but would you like to come and do this 
something just clicked in me. You know, I'd received job offers from other peripheral companies before um, that I'd worked with in the past. And they're like, hey, do you want to come and do this business development, some fancy Mm. title? Mm. And I'll be like, what would I be doing? It's like, you'd be doing Zawi. And that, for some reason, resonated with me. No fancy job titles, no no crap. It was just come and work on this, do the best you can, grow the brand, just just do, do what you do. And I was like, okay. And since I said okay that day, I've been learning nonstop. Mm. You learn to humble yourself even mm. further, even further. On, <laughs> on a daily basis. Wow. And you get smacked down every day on um, why Why would you do it like this? Why would you do yeah. it like that? And mm. you're forced to ask yourself Constantly these questions. Mm. Um, I liked it. And uh, because of that, so the last CS tournament I played was in 2012. This mm. was a tournament where we flew to Japan and play. Right. We we ended we, we lost eventually came in second, mm. but it was a great experience because um, we got to play with uh, one of the legends of the 1.6 world, uh, Lurpus. Lurpus, Lurpus wow. actually flew to Singapore to play in my team. We won the qualifier here. Why? Went to Japan. Uh, it was awesome because the team name at that time was Asking Questions. So okay. the reason why we chose that name was because <laughs> two things: uh, we wanted to test other people and be like, "How good are you? Let's let's see. You you, you guys are the big wow. boys. Let's do it." At the same time, we wanted to ask questions of ourselves. Can we still hack it? Can we still play at this level? What? How can we get better? Yeah. So we picked asking questions. And um, when I proposed to the guys, you know, let's 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 use this name for the new team. In general, everybody was like, eh. <laughs> but then <laughs> I questions. I explained it a little bit more, and you know, they're like, oh, okay, okay, that 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 sounds good. So. You know, it's between Titans and asking questions. Um, mm. Maybe we'll do a social media thing and let people <laughs> vote. Speaking of social media, we, we have a different approach to it right. when the team comes out. Very uh, interactive in the physical human sense. Mm. So we're hoping when, when that stuff comes out, um, we'd, we'd love... Uh, I'd love to come back with the entire team at some point. Oh, yes, we would love please, that. we'd be extending the Absolutely. invite right now. We, we would love to, to come in and... <laughs> yes. um, Talk to everybody a little yes, bit more. Yes, please. That, that would be amazing. I, I look forward to meeting the guys. I mean, we also want to get the stories of the players out there, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. And we've got play- some, some interesting ideas of, yes. of how to, you know, incorporate yes. it yes. into the podcast. And maybe we can play a game of Counter-Strike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm down anytime, guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll be, yes. I'll be on the losing team because yeah. they'll have me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That would be amazing. So, okay, I think uh, we've covered pretty much a good broad range of uh, what we want to talk about in Counter-Strike. So maybe for yourself, what do you want to see in the next few months or a year? Like, you know, just in general, mm-hmm. what is your expectation of the scene? And what do you want to see more? I think it's what I want to see in the world. Yeah. Mm. Just a little more kindness, a little more respect. Mm. Uh, if everybody just thinks a little bit more about what they say before they say it, I think this world would be a better place. Mm. And it's the same thing in esports as well, where you've got that quick moment where you're angry and you want to say something. Mm. There's a lot of, uh, you know, again, unfortunately, racism um, in esports, especially in Southeast Asia. And you might be like, yes, I'm saying it as a joke or something like that. But there is, I'm not talking about being some snowflake, like, oh, I can't take a joke or anything. No, it's not like that. It's, it's about having that not be the norm anymore yes. yeah. having that not be socially acceptable yeah. maybe maybe in a, in a quiet conversation with you and your buddy where nobody else can hear you make a joke between the two of you if that's acceptable that's fine but on a public platform in an actual yeah. game where there could be kids and, yes. and whatnot 
you don't want to be saying stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think if everybody just followed the whole, uh, you've got two eyes, two ears, and one mouth, <laughs> look more, listen more, talk less, I think we would, esports, life, world, we'll all be in a much better place. Well said, man. That is well, well said. said. And Prasad, I notice you're very philosophical as a person. <laughs> I uh, have a habit of, uh, with progress, I like the self-improvement part of it mm. as well. And so I try to read a lot. Mm. Uh, not that I believe everything I read, but <laughs> I try to read a lot. And if it applies to me, uh, I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah. And actionable information is mm. is is my my thing. Right. If if there's something that I can do to positively influence my life, if I can focus on that one thing and get results, I'll do it. Hey, I'm lazy as as, as the next guy, right? <laughs> but uh, if it's if it's useful, if it's a yes. small thing I can do, I'll do it. You're refreshingly yeah. humble, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. And you 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 mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask you. You follow him, don't you? I do because uh, I see some resemblance there, like like your philosophy, your way of doing work, and your 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 principles. I think you've been in, influenced in a oh in a for way. sure. Uh, a lot of people that have influenced yes. my life. Uh, another great one is uh, Charles Pollock, and he was mm. he was he passed away recently. Is mm. the world's most successful Olympic strength strength coach. He won uh, medals uh, in like fifteen different types of Olympic sports. Mm. Uh, passed away recently, but. He's another guy, an example of, you know, go ahead, do things that you think are right, do the research, put in the hard work, and not care about what anybody else says. I've always had a reputation in the community for being very standoffish, a little arrogant and all of that. <laughs> it's not because I want it to be. It's because I had my head down doing my stuff. I, I don't have time to, you know, yeah. be polite. If I had that time, trust me, I, I, would, I would, you know, be nicer about it. I would be less abrasive. Uh, but... You know, I think if, if you told Mr. Vaynerchuk that I'm like him, I think he would seriously disagree because I think he's super, super aggressive. <laughs> he's uh, he's right in your face all the time. I'm a yes. little, I'm a little more muted. Reserved. <laughs> I'm a little more muted. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. Somebody want to say? Yeah. Um, no, I was just gonna yeah. wrap it up. Say right, uh, yeah. before before we let you go. Um, Andy, you want to ask the question? Okay, sure. So this is a tradition around here. Mm-hmm. Every guest on the show, we ask them, who do you want to see next on the show? Ooh, this is a good one. Let me think. You can be as creative as you want to be. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Wow, he's like going through a list of how this guy is. Oh, I am, I am. Um, <laughs> there's a... There was a strength coach here in Singapore. Right. Um, in 2005, when we did this podcast, I'm sorry, when we did uh, at the uh, Singapore World Cyber Games, right. uh, the government actually brought him in um, to kind of teach us wow. you know, stuff about strength training and stretching and all that kind of stuff. He's been a huge influence in my life in terms of getting healthy and all of that. He also turned me on to guys like Charles and right. um, really, really helped shape me. Super smart. In my opinion, the best strength coach in Asia, period. He's got lots of experience, very humble, always improves himself. Wow. His name is Jonathan Wong. Jonathan I, Wong. Jonathan Wong. He uh, is the owner of Genesis uh, Gym here oh, in Singapore. Okay, okay. They've got a couple. Right. Of, yeah. Super smart guy. I think he's spent a lot of time now in China. I think having him come on the show, kind of share some insights onto how you can you know, make your life better. The, the thing I love about him, action, actionable things that you mm. can do it's wow. not about use this supplement or that yes. it's actionable things that you can do to really start nice. giving yourself the advantage i'd love to, to hear what he has to say that'd be interesting right. that'd yeah. be interesting Definitely. yeah and yeah. <clears throat> yeah seeing his insights what can he say about esports yeah. and strength 
mm -hmm. uh, training, right? That, yeah. that would be an interesting That would be aspect. really cool. Thank yeah. you. So thank you again, Prasad. Before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Alan Joe. Yeah. He made this episode possible because, yeah, he was our first guest. Uh, we were chatting at this eSports Entrepreneur Meetup. Mm. And he was mentioning to me, hey, I know this guy who works at Zawi. And I was like thinking, it's okay. So I was thinking, who works at Zoe that I know? Uh, oh, Prasad. Yes, Prasad. <laughs> oh, then he just sent an email, introduced us, Damn. and today you're here. Thank so you, thank Alan. you, Alan. <laughs> this is uh, a great... You contributed to us, and it's been really appreciated. And thank you, and Prasad. Thank oh, you, really? Prasad, absolutely. And you did not just come here today. You brought us presents. <laughs> so this is a, a Titans shirt. Well, Prasad claims this is the last one. Yeah. Right? This so is... this is a very special one because, yeah, I've been a fanboy of Titans since the beginning of CSGO. <laughs> and another one is the keyboard by Zoe. Uh, what is this name? Celeritas 2. Celeritas 2. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can Personally from yeah. Prasad. Celeritas 2. Personally from Prasad, not by Zoe. Just a disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Thank you, Prasad. This is a really great one. And... I can't appreciate this enough. So thank you My again pleasure. for coming. Uh, so this is the episode. We're going to end it here. Uh, we just launched a Patreon page. So if you are uh, liking what you see today and you want to see more of these people coming here, then please do visit our page and support us any way you can. And we'd like to invite more people just like Prasad. So thank you. We'll see you in the next episode. Gong si chai. See you guys. You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP.show.